Hello, my name is Christopher Monroe, and welcome to the Soundtrack to a Life. I mean, Sarah, not you. Please don't answer your phone. I can't hear you. Sarah, how's it going? Do you like the new intro? Uh, I think you should make that your voicemail for whatever asshole leaves voicemails. People still leave voicemails? I hate when people leave voicemails. I really want to change my answering machine to, hi, you've reached Sarah if you're about to leave a message, but you could text me. I would prefer if you did that. That's... A not unreasonable approach to take <laughs> to phone calls. I talk to my mom on the phone. I talk to the automated bus scheduling hotline. If you I can need... text that. I probably should. But as I'm soon as I minutes. found out that I could text it, I started to text it. Seems right. I talk to my mom on the phone. And then I get phone calls from political candidates who want money or votes or time. I'm 100% fine with talking to people on the phone, but if you miss me, don't leave me a message because even if I see I have a voicemail, I'm not gonna check it for like a week and a half. Yeah, off the rails immediately. Didn't even get <laughs> to the record this time. We're, we are here talking today. We're the worst. About Hymns 2006 album, Uneasy Listening Music, Volume 1. Is it pronounced him or H-I-M? Uh, it's actually an acronym for His Infernal Majesty, but it's definitely him. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this record. What's your relationship with it? How did you uh, find your way there? I found my way here through a boy who was very pretty. He doesn't keep an active Facebook profile, so I can't tell you if he's still pretty, but he was so pretty and he had so many feelings. And that's how we got to Uneasy Listening Volume 1. That checks out. This is good music. For when your heart okay i was like really you like this heavy with feelings so many feelings he had so many feelings and i had so many feelings for him and so i listened to this trying really really hard to be somebody that i was not oh the soundtrack <laughs> to that is always fun yeah this is the soundtrack to that i mean this is a version of you not now no but this is a version of 19 year old you yeah. That I could see existing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you met this me. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you were like 10% more up in your bullshit during this period, <laughs> this would have provided a really appropriate soundtrack to you. Maybe 15. Maybe, so I was listening to this album maybe like more a year before you and I met, so that checks out. I think I uh, have distanced myself from my own bullshit as every year goes by. I think that that's all that we can do. <laughs> Much though I like to like just really tunnel in and center myself and focus on my stupid nonsense to the exclusion of all else, I'm academically aware that that is a bad thing for a human to do. So in the last episode, I mentioned that this album was, I discovered it around when I got my first car. And you asked if it was good driving music, and I said no. There is a lot of feelings, so maybe you should pull over 
Uh, but there's also a lot of drums, so maybe you'll drive really fast. So there's a music that you light some candles and then pull black curtains <laughs> over all of your windows and then weep while dancing <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, if you have all of the uh, space and curtains for that, then definitely. This would actually be really good for that. I don't know what I expected the first time that I listened to this. Strings and piano on the opening track. <laughs> like, I, I, I was loosely aware of these guys. I knew when they were a band. Okay. And I saw a photograph of the singer. Yeah. And that gives you a real strong sense. It does, yeah. Of what this record's going to sound like. And this wasn't it. Which I found a bold choice. I think that that's something that deserves to be acclaimed. That they don't sound like they look? They don't sound like they look, but they also don't sound like what else was going on in American popular guitar-based music at the time. Like, this came out opposite. I basically expected it to sound like My Chemical Romance. You know, like that whole My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, and to be lumped in with that because of the timing of the release. No. And also because of a name that is a sentence. And this was the real goth boys. This wasn't the um, played with guy liner occasionally boys. This was the what real goth boys were listening to. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. just like every... Do you remember the heartogram symbol? The heartogram symbol? Oh my gosh, it's like a pentagram, but there's a heart in it. And that is like him's symbol. And like all of the boys that I wanted to sleep with at this point in my life had that tattooed on them. Okay, is that a dumber <laughs> tattoo than hashtag YOLO? Yes. Is it? No. And I guarantee that I could... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could buy that at Hot Topic today. Absolutely, but now... Hot that... Topic's not even open. But you've... They'll ship one through the door to me. <laughs> but you've seen this symbol. Yeah, absolutely. On, on lots of guys that you didn't want to talk to because you have a brain, but I wanted to sleep with because I did not. Do you know... 1819 is the correct age to sleep with shifty dudes. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, and I did. All of them. Yeah. Solid. And then you had enough shifty dudes. And at 20, I was like, this one, lock yeah. it down. Which is how you got there by 20. People who sleep with like one shifty dude a year don't get to the point where they're going, oh God, I can't have this relationship again until they're like 27, 28. Whereas you went on the crash course. Yeah. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, I guess... Uh... Be really slutty really young, and then uh, you'll find happiness even younger. Yeah, you'll find all of the terrible people that you don't want. Yeah. And then you'll just pick someone who's not that, for God's sake. Yeah. (laughs) Lifetime of love and happiness. I could easily describe Dave as, for God's sake, not one of those assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Dave's got his shit together. Yeah, he's great. And the most, like, over-the-top cartoon goth sound titles ever? Yes. Like, it got ridiculous. Oh, and the lyrics, don't quit. Yeah, there's uh, so many feelings. Just a thousand feelings. Mm-hmm. His voice has a histrionic <laughs> quality to it. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna do serious analysis. <laughs> His voice has a histrionic quality to it that I think is actually really well suited to this. Oh, absolutely! Like, His voice is perfect for what he's doing. Yeah, these songs are definitely for high schoolers to weep to. Absolutely, but. I would not... And masturbate. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, cry and masturbate Uh, simultaneously. But I would also not want for this lead singer to sing different songs. He does a cover of Wicked Game. Okay. That I think you should check out. All right. Yeah. I actually... actually, I wanted you to listen to Volume 2, because fuck Volume 1. 
But you listen to volume one, so we'll just talk about that. Solid, we're talking about that. But on volume two is his cover of Wicked Game. Oh, Chris Isaac. So (laughs) much to answer for. (laughs) And yet you made such a good sitcom. What? Chris Isaac had a sitcom. Okay. He took some of his Wicked Game money, I guess, and he did a sitcom about Chris Isaac, who, by the way, funny and charming. He's a pretty good sitcom actor. And his band and the crazy adventures that they got up to. There was an episode, I believe, where he was dating Biff Naked. And then learning by the end that he's a little soft rock to date Biff Naked. And that that is something he's going to have to learn to be okay with. I love this. And I could definitely I could definitely hear him doing him, the band, not yeah. him, Chris Isaac. Right. This will get annoying by the end of the episode. It will. Doing uh, Wicked Game, that is actually a really well-chosen cover. Yeah. Fair play to him. Like, he knows what he's doing. Absolutely. I think they're self-aware. And, like, they have to be hamming it up. Oh, absolutely. Goth bands know that the further over the top that you get, the better it's going to go down. And I think to a degree, they're all hamming it up. Like, if for nothing else, watch YouTube of Susie Sue dancing. Or wait for me to respond to something you say on Facebook with a gif of Susie Sue dancing. It is a delight (laughs) in the most ridiculous way that you can imagine. That's fair. Music videos by him are very late 2000s goth. Oh, I have no doubt. Just in the same vein as like Apocalyptica and like 69 Eyes. And Am I losing you? No, I'm, okay. I'm vaguely aware of all of these people. Okay. I was doing the Franz Ferdinand inspired oh, yeah. dance, post-punk thing. I was like sort of listening to that as well, but that was like... The stuff I didn't tell people I listened to. I told people I listened to him. Oh, this is your weird brag. And Franz Ferdinand is the one that you were ashamed of? It was the one I didn't realize was actually cool. Massively misunderstood what was happening. I, like, completely misread what was cool and what... You remember My So-Called Life? Yeah. You know how, like, she's madly in love with the, like, fucking Joker guy? Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. Jordan Catalano. I'm that person. I'm madly in love with fucking Jared Leto. What's my goddamn problem? I was madly in love with Jared Leto. I have grown up. I'm an adult now. And now I'm like, Franz Ferdinand is a way better band. Yeah. And I now continue to listen to Franz Ferdinand. Don't listen to him anymore. But like, him is such a good rock star. Yeah. For high school people. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I was like, that's so cool. Like, he's so cool. He's basically yeah. like... My era's Nikki Six. Like, he's so cool. He feels his feelings inappropriately vividly. Yeah. He... Like, in a manic way. has fantastic hair and... Oh, his hair was so good. Incredible cheekbones. Mm -hmm. I literally cannot imagine this person wearing a shirt, but if he does, it has probably got puffy pirate sleeves on it. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, like, deep V. Not, like, the regular deep Vs, like... No, it's Naval V. Yeah. (laughs) And I appreciate his willingness to be a rock star in the, like, grand pomp and ceremony 70s, 80s style. But, like, a vampire. He was a sexy vampire before every show had to have those. Yes. But, like, you know, when I look at him, I feel like he definitely enjoyed Interview with a Vampire. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Like, way too much. I mean, it seems to have done fine by him. (laughs) (laughs) i don't don't think it's that's fair like i said i was head over heels with every guy who had a him tattoo so that checks out yeah or like just wore the hit like toque with the heartogram on it and it's very much um like it's an easy band to swear allegiance to okay 
Well, because there's nobody else, um, there's nobody else competing for that space, musically speaking. Oh, okay. Like, if you want music that sounds like this, there's not four different bands doing that for you to choose from. You're basically getting on board with oh, him. There is actually. Also, you just didn't go down this rabbit hole. There is like four other bands doing this exact sound. Okay, but this one was the main one. Like, if you named the other ones, I would definitely not have heard of them. Yeah. That's Whereas fair. this one, I knew who that was. That's fair. See, this was the gateway into like weird gothic like i thought i was getting into metal when i was going down this path i don't know what i was thinking this isn't metal it is just very gothy so gothy yeah it's super gothy and all the tracks on this are like stripped down versions or acoustic or remixed to the point where i am kind of curious as to what a studio album put together to be one piece sounds like from these guys because i'm not getting a sense of it here right how is it? Like, do they lean heavier on the strings? Do they bring in the dance beats more? Is it's, it guitarier somehow? It is drummier. Okay. So this album is uh, slowed down. Like you said, it, it's mostly acoustic covers of their own songs, a lot of it. And so uh, there's just like significantly more, it's more hard rocky-ish with all of those feelings. Yeah, because this is all really mid-tempo and a lot more ballads than I expected. Oh no, the ballad part stays. Oh yeah? Yeah. This is just what they're about? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They are 100% feelings-based. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him for feeling. <laughs> yeah. Is that, a, is that a title? Is that a good for you for feeling? <laughs> no, I don't think they're that condescending. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> feeling is important. I'm congratulating people. I think it's fun. I also enjoy very, very sincerely that every song is about love. All of them. And also that love is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Buried Alive by Love on that one? I believe so, yeah. 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 Um, that song is just, like, more. It's not faster. There's just more instruments layered in. Yeah, yeah. Could this um, be more extra, please? We need to get across to high school girls but... that love is terrible. <laughs> I've made note for some of the things that love will do. According to the band Him, <laughs> uh, love will drown you. Yep. Love will crush you. Mm -hmm. Love is a funeral. Correct. Love will bury you alive. Yep. Love is insane. Mm -hmm. Love will kill you and probably should. Uh, love will tear your heart apart. Yep. And that's just one album. This is pop music for <laughs> high schoolers with feelings. Well, most pop I music love is for these... high schoolers with feelings. This is just the ones uh, for the edgelords who... You will uh, find love one day, and you will hate it. <laughs> like, if you were in high school and you watched Fight Club too many times... Oh. Uh, you once. Liked this... If you watched Fight Club once. No, if you watched Fight Club more than once, and you graduated high school around the same time as me, you liked this band. Fair. Is this the Fight Club of bands? I don't think that's fair. No, because it definitely doesn't... Like... If you liked this band, you understood it completely. That's true. If you graduated high school at the same time as I did and you liked Fight Club, you completely misunderstood the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I completely misunderstood the movie when I enjoyed it. And I think we all did. Yeah. To the same level that my brother is misunderstanding Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Yeah. He is missing the fucking mark on that one. Yeah. Uh, like, I have to keep reminding him, like, no, Alex is not a good guy. But neither is anyone else. Like, what's done to him is still wrong. Yeah. That's what makes the tension of Clockwork Orange. Definitely what's done to him is wrong, but, like... 
in the first scene, he rapes he's, somebody. He's the worst person. Yeah, he, like, beats up a homeless person and then rapes somebody. And yeah. then, like, sings about it, and then he rapes somebody else. Like, yeah, to set up that even the worst human on Earth, if you treat them like this, it is wrong. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. Do you know what the worst part about humans is? Is that the age at which we most actively seek out pop culture and media is also the age at which we're least equipped to understand it. Everybody needs somebody who's going to talk through it with them and be like, no, you, I think you didn't get that. I actually rewatched the movie for The Giver, because I'm not going to reread the book, and I had to read The Giver in, like, grade 8. And uh, we even talked about it in class, and I still don't think I understood it. And now I watched it as an adult, and I was like, wow, that's deep, man. I did not get that in grade 8. Because, like, you want to introduce young people to adult themes also. Yeah, that's important. It's a weird balance that you have to strike. But I'm still calling him as being perfect. You have a scented pillow. You got <laughs> broken up with by your this high school is boyfriend. This ideal break... Yes! <laughs> yes! This is the ideal breakup album, okay? This like, is dope 2000s breakup music. Such good 2000s breakup music! Like, I had just broken up with, like, a very conventional preppy guy, and then I was like, now... All him guys. Just forever. <laughs> yeah. Him fans for at least six months now. You're more resilient musically <laughs> than me then. Because usually after an ugly enough breakup, I now hate your favorite band. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, so I went through an ugly breakup and then I got into him. And guys who like it. They're perfect for that. Like everything is really emotionally heightened. Like it's almost a cartoon of goth music. Yes. Like, all of my normal goth touchstones, like Susie and the Banshees or the Smiths or the Cure or Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, etc., found the time to joke around some of the time. Like, there would be breather songs that were a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> no. Except for maybe, like, Sisters of Mercy, but that's probably the reason there's only one Sisters of Mercy record that I like. It's good. It's kind of a lot, though. And this just comes at you at 11. <laughs> Out the gate. And stays there. We intend to feel things. <laughs> and we intend that you feel things. Yeah. Highly recommend pulling over. Or driving faster. Or laying down in a river <laughs> surrounded by rose petals. You know what? And, and I, allowing yourself to be carried out to sea. What's really funny about that is uh, I complain about um, Lana Del Rey sounding like what you just said. But I liked him. This is, yeah. <laughs> Do you know why? Because you're not fucking 19 anymore. That's true, yeah. This music, as I was listening to it, they're good at their jobs. Yeah. And they know what they're doing. And they know what they're trying to be. And they're being that very successfully. But also, spoiler alert for the end of this episode, I will never listen to them again. <laughs> because it is not for me. No. No, and... Catch me at 19 after the right ugly breakup. <laughs> I knew that this wasn't for you, but I was mad that Kate Bush wasn't for me, so here you go. Kate Bush is so deeply embedded within your wheelhouse that it's signed a lease. It's true. <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah, like this is this was an interesting look at somebody doing a tremendous job of something that I don't need done <laughs> for me. Like if you brought me the world's greatest auto mechanic and then said, this person will help you. <laughs> and then I responded, I do not own a car. <laughs> I have never owned a car <laughs> so i don't understand no offense to you yeah i'm sure you are a terrific auto mechanic but how are you supposed to help me but that does not aid me in any way yeah 
I am not a 19 year old girl who just went through a breakup. I do not need this album. Yeah. What was my my earliest breakup record? Oh, I think it was Bad. By whom? I think it was Call and Answer by Bare Naked Ladies. Weird. Yeah, well, I mean, they were very popular at the time, and I think it was playing at the party during the actual breakup. Oh. So. You broke up at a party? Sometimes you gotta break up at a party. Oh, man. Sometimes you gotta show up to a party with someone who then leaves that party with someone who is not you. My life is not dramatic. See, yeah, no, that's true. I but your life is always have avoided drama for like nine years now. Counterpoint: No, you haven't, because your life has always been drama adjacent. Like there's some always someone in your immediate sphere. That's true. That is going through That's some bullshit. Because I have a savior complex. Yeah. Yeah, and I have family drama, but I didn't. Yeah, choose that's not on you. Any of that. That's not on you. But like when people are like. I'm going to make your life dramatic. I'm like, fuck, no, you aren't. And I bail on that right quick. But then find new people who are hopelessly caught up in their own bullshit. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Like, I don't mind, like, when other people have drama and I just get to, like, watch and eat popcorn. Like, that's actually kind of what I live for. That is pretty great. Actually, can we talk about how underrated people who post their entire lives on Facebook are? Yeah, we absolutely can. <laughs> one of my friends at work, who I'm not going to mention the name of because she might appear on this show at some point, <laughs> is going on the worst series of Tinder dates, and it is my favorite show. <laughs> I really appreciate this one person that posted way too many pictures of them and their significant other, and then they went through a breakup, and then they just posted and were like, we broke up. Not my choice. And I was like, yes. I am here for this. <laughs> Because, like, it's the worst when people are very public about being in a relationship and then so quiet about the breakup. And you're like, did did you guys break up? Yeah, because, like, you've been living out loud this whole time. Yeah. I don't want to have to ask. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when people live out loud while they're happy and then they also <laughs> live out loud while they're sad, you're like, cool, man. Yes. Like, now I know exactly what's going on. And I no don't questions. have to say to you when we're both four drinks in, so how's that dude you've been seeing? Yeah. Oh, it has. Oh, this is my whole night now. Okay. <laughs> but also, in. you can opt in and be like, I'm ready for this to be my whole night now. Yeah. Like, do you want to come over? I'll make this my whole night. We'll drink wine. Over. Like, let's do this. It seems great. Let's play cards and drink any fucking yeah. giant thing of vodka that you, for some reason, brought with you. I had that person over after they went through their very public breakup, and I decided we should get as drunk as their ex was selfish. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we died. See, I never got to do that. It's very sad. I uh, think I offered. Just, just like, because all of my breakups up until I want to say like 27 were definitely my fault. And in ways that even I could see. You would still be sad about them. I, I was sad about them. But you can't be like real weepy about something that's definitely your fault and you acknowledge. That's fair. Yeah. So what happened to you and that girl? Oh, we broke up. Why? I'm kind of a shitty person who can't get his life together, and that can be draining. So, like, I feel bad. You know what? Also, I get it. I appreciate that that's the stance that you've taken. However, I feel like I have known way too many people who have gotten broken up with for exactly that reason, and still are a weepy mess and the victim of the scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that you can't be the worst person in a relationship and have the breakup be your fault and not still weep. I'm saying you can't acknowledge it. 
Okay. So because like, you acknowledged once, it, you were incapable said, of crying. Well, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm incapable of making it a giant thing in front of everyone. That's fair. Because something like that, like if even if even you can see it, <laughs> you got to think other people can see it. That's fair. <laughs> so it'd be more like inside of my house listening to him. Not which like... is much better breakup music than the bare naked ladies. I think that anyone would agree. Yeah. Maybe this would have helped me. Amazing breakup music. Maybe this would have helped me. Yeah. Tori Amos is pretty good breakup music. All of her songs are like mid-tempo piano songs that are sad. She feels things. So I never got on the Adele train. And I'm pretty sure it's because I've been dating Dave longer than Adele has been out. But I'm pretty sure Adele is great breakup music. It's terrific breakup music. Yeah. It's also good music. I've been waiting for Dave to realize that, like, he could probably find somebody a little less likely to project her family issues onto him. But he hasn't, and so I haven't gotten into Adele. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, it's also good music for um, staring at a window into the rain dreaming big. Is there songs that aren't, like, specifically about having been left? Yes, some. Although you're right as to what the Adele market is, they're not as big. Okay. <laughs> there are a number of and this like before Adele when Adele was a regular sized pop star before that brief period is it over now? I don't know if it's over now but for that period where she was like literally the biggest pop star in the world I think that's over yeah but all of the songs that were big during that period were breakup songs but previous to that it was like a breakup song and then like an upbeat number to give you like some room to fucking breathe that one about setting fire to the rain is that a breakup song? I don't think so I would need to listen to Adele while crying Possibly even Hagen Doss to know for sure. Okay. But it feels like it, that feels like a weird song to eat Hagen Doss and cry to. Yeah, no, that sounds like a song that you wash your dishes after you ate the Hagen Doss and like you wash your face after your makeup went everywhere. Also, we're wearing makeup before we listen to this Adele song. Yeah. Otherwise, how will people know from the black lines running down her face <laughs> that we've been weeping? Yeah. Also, waterproof mascara is the only kind of mascara that exists anymore. Um, what? Yeah, it's very hard to get mascara that's not waterproof. I am furious. I know this because I don't like waterproof mascara because it's so hard to get off. Okay. As a messy bitch who loves drama, <laughs> I demand water-soluble mascara. Yeah, no. Not I... just for myself, but for the people around me. <laughs> Most makeup is designed to withstand my emotional scale. So what, do you just, like, never stop crying? No. Like, how does everyone know that you've been crying? Oh, if your eyes are red and puffy. Oh, I guess. Like, and you're sniffling. So, like, you're either stoned or you're crying. And if you're smiling and you don't quite understand what your friends are saying to you, you're probably stoned. And if you're trying to not make eye contact and you seem kind of sad, then it's more of a crying thing. I guess. I guess. It's much more subtle now. I don't love it. Pretty much only women pick up on it. No, that was true as the time as well. <laughs> Dudes have never not been oblivious. I don't know if you thought that that was different in years past. But... No. But I thought, like, the mascara would have made it easier for yeah, dudes. That's true. Like, either you look like Alice Cooper or you've been crying a lot. But, like, listening to him. Yeah. And you have black makeup smeared all across <laughs> your face. That's that could... not necessarily crying. No, that could be a choice you made because you're into him. We are having fun with him, um, which is weird because I don't feel like people who listen to him do traditionally. Like it's not it's not joyless music, but it is humorless music. <laughs> it is absolutely humorless. Mm, I don't know. You can kind of laugh at it. I feel like I want to draw a line from this dude to Mission. 
in the 80s as far as what school of goth he comes from. Okay. But that's like the only school of 80s goth band that I didn't listen to. Yeah, yeah. But I Butterfly on the Wheel was a good song and they have similar hair. I definitely was like, this is the... Like, when I met you and you were like, I am a goth, I was like, are you fucking sure? Because you aren't wearing nearly enough makeup. And I don't know, Depeche Mode seems pretty, like, upbeat compared to most of the shit that, uh... Because goth bands could have fun. Yeah. That's why goth bands lasted, like, ten years and several albums. I didn't know that. <laughs> the pretty goths who wore all the eyeliner, they really liked him. Absolutely. It's all about the eyeliner. And rightly so. And... <sighs> Also, good for him for using his real singing voice in an era of music where he did not have to. Oh, yeah. Like, in 2000, when did this cut? 2006? Yeah. You did not have to sing. Um, I feel to like... To be in an emo band in 2006. I feel like not everyone was using auto-tune in 2006. Not everyone? It was 2009 when things really got deep with the auto-tune. I mean, it was 2009 when, like, T-Pain and Akon yeah. started using auto-tune like an instrument. And but it was definitely... It was definitely being used to fix people's voices a lot previous to that. Like, if you go back and re-listen to Fallout Boy, the dude's voice is getting auto-tuned. For sure. And I'm not getting that here. Or maybe it is, but the dude in charge of auto-tuning is just, like, really good at it. It's very subtle. Yeah. But, yeah, like, he sounds good. He's a good singer. He has a beautiful voice. He does. It's very deep. Very deep. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Everything about this. It stands out. It's very unique, too. Yeah. Like, it's unique to its time, and it's also unique to always. Yeah. Like, I was struggling to trace a lineage for this band because there weren't obvious versions of this in previous decades in the same way that you could draw it directly from Follow Boy to Green Day. And I appreciate that. Like, he struck out on his own, he plowed his own furrow, and that delivered him a certain audience. And that is worth celebrating. And 19-year-old girls need to weep. Yes. Like, at the end of the day... No, like... At the end of the day, that's a function. I really need you to understand that I knew way more 19-year-old boys who were crying to this than 19-year-old girls. I find that so weird. I'm telling you, boys loved this. I feel like this is another generation gap thing. The masculinity when I was in high school but because was his... more toxic than it is today. No, because his voice was so deep that it couldn't be feminine. Well, yeah, but you still couldn't weep in public. Oh, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't weep in public. Or acknowledge feelings at all. They would like they wouldn't talk about their feelings. No. They would just have headphones on and their toque on top of their headphones and dark clothes and dark eyeliner and swoopy bangs. And then they would just bottle up their feelings, but definitely be thinking about yeah, them. Yeah, push them way down. Yeah, push, push your feelings all the way down your feet. Push them way down. And then eventually let them go in the acceptable emotion that males can feel. Anger. Rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like healthy. Uh, <laughs> Well, if this made dudes weep openly, then that's probably healthy for society. They didn't openly weep. They weeped in uh, their basements. This is music that serves a function in the same way that punk bands that are designed to introduce 14-year-olds to punk rock serves a function in the same way that boy bands appealing to young, primarily women who need someone non-threatening to be sexually awakened by serve a function. <laughs> like, none of these... Things. Just really picturing how non-threatening Brian from the Backstreet Boys was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you could have a crush on any member of the Backstreet Boys. And... Except Kevin. He was way too old. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but, like, these are important things to a healthy musical ecosystem that people need to interact with as they grow up. And he's nailing it. 
who did do it when I was in high school? Was it fucking Jewel? I think it might have been Jewel. I think he might have been. I think that him might be doing Jewel's job. No, because guys have, didn't listen to Jewel. I've definitely seen. And guys, guys definitely didn't get Jewel tattoos. Guys listened to Jewel. They didn't get tattoos. Not by choice, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't like relentlessly wearing. There was two brands that I remember distinctly when I was graduating high school. It was either Ed Hardy or him paraphernalia. Man, we didn't even have Hot Topic back then. No. You had to have it shipped up from American Hot Topic. I don't know where these guys bought it, but they all had it. That's so weird. Like armbands with the heartogram. I wonder if they're happy. Tukes with the heartogram. I have no ability to give you an answer to that question. Because like that means I'm happy. That means there's a lot of dudes in their 30s with him tattoos. <laughs> yeah, there is. Now there is. There really is. And That's I'm always I'm, I'm always fascinated by like pop culture tattoos. Because they that, don't age well. Yeah, because like your him tattoo is still gonna be your him tattoo when you're 55. <laughs> it really is. Um, grandparents are eventually gonna be asked, Grandma, what's YOLO, and why is it tattooed on the inside of your lip? Look at this. This is like a genre of tattoos. Those are like good looking tattoos. Though. Oh yeah, they're like, beautiful. They're really nicely designed. It's a beautiful symbol. Yeah. Like you can get behind it. Yeah. If you don't know. And I would expect no less. Like this is a band that is terrific at branding. They sure are. Like they have a really keen visual sense. I guess alternative bands don't get to produce their own line of sneakers <sighs> and streetwear. Yes, I hope this guy got fat. Oh. That's a tattoo that he's wearing in the 60s. Oh, man. Listening a girl home, got it. We're looking at him tattoos on people's pubis region. <laughs> <laughs> like, just above their pelvis. Yeah. But, like, a place... She had to shave her pubis for this one, for sure. That's 100%. Yeah. That's wild. Her child destroyed that tattoo. 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, how do they feel? Look at like, that one. I want to believe. I definitely still want to sleep with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to believe that if I got a sketchy tattoo of a band <laughs> when I was in high school and then the band turned out to not be anything, he said, while considering getting a tattoo of a band from when he was in high school right now. But if I picked a band that I hate now, I want to believe that I would lean into it. Or alternately, do you have to lean into the band and go, no, they're still good. Do you remember? This was a good idea. We used to work with a guy who had multiple Linkin Park tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And he stood by it. He leaned into it. A lot of people yeah. believe in Linkin Park. When the when the gentleman from Linkin Park passed, there was a huge outpouring of very sincere grief. Very sincere. From a ton of people who I know and like and respect and had no idea. <laughs> We're going to be publicly sloppily getting fucked up over the dude from Linkin Park. That guy had a lot of feelings. That guy had a lot of feelings. But you yeah. never know. Like, you never know who you cared about in your youth <laughs> is going to just devastate you when they eventually go. Like I had not listened to the cranberries in 15 years when Dolores passed. And then it was all that I could think about for like two solid weeks. Wow. I sat down and did my level best to feel sad while listening to prodigy. I, um... which like no mean feat. That is not good music to grieve to. No, I got a little bit sad when Kevin, Smith had a heart attack because I actively listen to one of his podcasts right now. And aside from that, every other famous person I've been like, well, like, what have you done recently? And it's always like, well, that doesn't really affect me because you haven't, you're not currently producing something. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, I'm more affected by um, 
the guy from 90210 died because he's currently on Riverdale and like what are they are they going to address the fact that that actor's dead? I guess they, they have kill to kill that right? character now. I guess they have. They to. almost killed that character like two separate times. Archie's dad is not there to bring back Molly Ringwald. Yes, bring back Molly Ringwald. She was great. Because we definitely can't have two homeless kids. Yeah, we can. On this TV program based on <laughs> the television. There is a Jonestown D and D thing happening. We can do whatever the fuck we want. No, I'm aware that we can. There, there is a gang that is working as a paramilitary police group led by a teenager we can do whatever we want no that's fine. the most successful speakeasy in town is owned by a 16 year old girl that is correct and all of the bouncers are also her best friends and 16 year olds normal yeah these are all the real things that happen on this real show that somebody's spending millions of dollars to produce <laughs> <laughs> but they can definitely have two homeless kids. Like well, they can do whatever they want. I guess yeah. they have to figure something out because they're still making that show, and hopefully they'll never stop. Because I can't stop watching it. I know, right? So I live for Wednesdays. Is there any genre of music that benefited more from falling out of the mainstream than emo? Because <laughs> I enjoyed listening to this for what it is. Yeah. But if you had asked me to listen to it in two thousand six. I would have been furious. Because there's already enough emo going there's, on? There's so much happening already. Everything is already completely vivid and real. <laughs> and we're feeling feelings. And I just can't anymore. I, but, but I was feeling so many feelings at that time in my life. That was a very tumultuous point in my life. I like went through a big breakup and then I moved out of my dad's house in the most dramatic fashion. And then I still had to finish high school. And I'm way too stubborn to move back in with my dad and yeah. apologize for something that was absolutely not my fault. So, you know, like there was, I had so many feelings. This was the greatest thing to ever happen. Yeah. And it sounds like that. Like <laughs> when I was going through high school myself and dealing with something similar, all of the music that I was listening to was Britpop, which is very positive music until the cocaine runs out. Oh. And even then it was only like heartbreaking and paranoid for like a year and then we were done with that and then ready to move on it was like this when i was feeling things metric when i didn't want to feel things and i wanted to think about things instead and uh britney spears when i was just done with both of those things that checks out yeah britney spears went through a meltdown like just before i did so like that was a Kudos, great, girl. That was a great meltdown. Oh, God, her meltdown was amazing. We all talk about celebrity meltdowns, but I don't think any of us are focusing enough on the aesthetics of them. I think just, like, we need more Britney meltdowns. Like, let's get on board with talking about how hard it is to be alive. More Britney. Yeah, isn't that what we all need? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, Britney's meltdowns, like, we don't have to lose Britney to see that we should give a shit about each other and leave Britney alone. Oh, leave Britney alone, guy. <laughs> he was the hero that we needed. He was. In that moment. <laughs> he was. Which I guess brings us to the end, because I love to end this show on a wildly inappropriate note. I want to end the show by answering three questions. I already know the answer. I ain't never going to listen to him again. No, that's totally fair. But I'm glad that it exists. Yeah. It does a job, and it does it well. It's a Can good band. Can you at band. least find the Wicked Game cover? I will look up the Wicked Game cover. Okay. I would probably see these guys live if they came through town. That would actually be an expensive ticket. Would it? Yeah. Are they still a big enough deal? Goths still, you know. Like, that checks out. 
did you ever meet um, Rissy? She went to hang the DJ, Rissy and Dave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So into him. Nice. Yeah. I'm also unlikely to, other than that one cover, uh, explore the rest of their catalog. And we're going to end the show on the acoustic version of Please Don't Let It Go. Okay. Because I liked that song, and we're going to end the show on it. This has been the Soundtrack to a Life. Follow along on Facebook and Twitter at SoundtrackCast. SoundtrackCast.com. Like us, rate us, review us, share us. Reviews are so helpful, you guys. Why don't you give me a five-star review? That sounds like a great number of stars to give me for a review. Sarah, you don't have any pluggables. Uh, no, leave me alone. You already said that. Leave yeah. Sarah the hell alone. There's just been a provincial election. It's about to be a federal one. and She's a little on edge about both. This has been the Soundtrack to a Life. We'll see you in two weeks for a different thing. In the meantime, go lay on a grave and write poetry while listening to the music of him. Please don't show that poetry to anyone. It Ever. will be bad. It will <laughs> just be, so be bad. bad. Goodbye. We're drifting apart. I want you to know. Wherever you are, I belong. Love singing a song. But we failed to sing.